Man, as always, we're going to seek to align it with our canon whenever possible. Um, I, I think by this time, everyone should know, like, there's nothing taboo about this book. It beautifully aligns with many, many, many passages within our uh, our canon. And a canon is just, a, whether it's in the Greek or Hebrew, it's just a word just signifying a, a measuring stick. You know, and so we just use our scriptures to measure uh, against the book of Enoch, and it definitely has measured up. You know, so today we're going to be taking a look at chapter 99. That's 9 to the 9. So let's jump right in with verses 1 and 2. Uh, Enoch 99, 1 and 2 says, Woe to you who work godlessness, and glory and lying and extol them. Ye, ye shall perish, and no happy life shall be yours. Woe to them who pervert the words of uprightness and transgress the eternal law and transform themselves into what they were not, into sinners. They should be trodden underfoot and upon the earth. Now, what I want to focus in on just a bit is this eternal law. It says, woe to them who pervert the words of uprightness and transgress the eternal law. There is an eternal law, you know, and the law that we have in scripture is an eternal law, you know, and what I want you to, uh, you know, to bear witness to and acknowledge that, like, even the patriarchs, you know, such as uh, um, Abraham, scripture teaches that he actually kept Torah, you know, and so, you know, I want you to know that Torah is an eternal law. We, we see in Matthew Yahoo 5, 17 and 18, the Messiah, when he came to the earth, he says, think not that I am coming to destroy the law of the prophets. I am not coming to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, to heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law until all be fulfilled. You know, um, the law is not going anywhere anytime soon. You know, and so that's what I want, want you to uh, realize. And, and also, just in conjunction with this, you know, I want you to think about what Zechariah said in chapter 14, verses 19 and 16. He says in verse 9, I'm sorry, Zechariah 14, 9 and verse 16. In verse 9, it says, And Yahuwah shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Yahuwah and his name one. So we're, we're talking about the time when Yah is ruling over everything, right? You know, when he's king over all the earth. Then we jump down to verse 16. It tells us, And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which come against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, Yahuwah Zavu'ot, and keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So we see even in the millennial reign, even in the times to come, you know, they still will be keeping his Torah. They will still be keeping his feast. You know, and so it truly is an eternal law. You know, let me have my uh, first reader read Enoch 99, three, verses 3 through 9, please. In those days, make ready, ye righteous, to raise your prayers as a memorial and place them as a testimony before the angels that they may place the sin of the sinners for a memorial before the Most High. In those days, the nation shall be stirred up, and the families of the nation shall arise on the day of destruction. And in those days, the destitute shall go forth and carry off their children, 
and they shall abandon them, so that their children shall perish through them. Yea, they shall abandon their children that all that are still suckling and not return to them and shall have no pity on their beloved ones. And again, I swear to you, ye sinners, that sin is prepared for the day of unceasing bloodshed. And they who worship stones and engrave images of gold and silver and wood and stone and clay, and those who worship impure spirits and demons and all kinds of idols not according to knowledge shall get no manner of help from them. And they shall become godless by reason of the folly of their hearts, and their eyes shall be blinded through the fear of their hearts and through visions in their dreams. Through these they shall become godless and fearful, for they shall have wrought all their work in a lie, and shall have worshipped a stone. Therefore, in an instance, instant shall they perish. Hallelujah. Okay, and so you know, uh, as in uh, the the last last week, you know, in uh, these latter chapters of Enoch is speaking about the last the last days, you know, and, and those things that were transpired during that time and in chapter 99 is no exception you know and so here it is he's speaking about he says in verse 6 and again I swear to you these sinners that sin is prepared for a day of unceasing bloodshed you know it's going to get bad y'all you know uh, the Messiah said he likened it to, until the worst time that the world has ever seen you know and even says that you know um it's going to be a really difficult time even for the righteous, let alone the sinner, right? You know, now, but I want you to, I want to call your attention to verse 7, uh, 7 and 8. It says, and they who worship stones and graven images of gold and silver and wood and stone and clay and those who worship impure spirits and demons of all kinds, you know, that's that witchcraft, that's that Harry Potter stuff, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, you know, and all kinds of idols according to knowledge, you know, shall get no manner of help from them. And they shall become godless by reason of the folly of their hearts. You know, and verse 9 said, for they shall have wrought all their work in a lie and shall have worshipped a stone. You know, and you may think, you may say, well, you know, like th this is this ancient history. Nobody's worshipping no stones. And, and wood, you know, uh, anymore, you know, but the more things change, the more they remain the same. I want you to think about, uh, think about the money you have in your purse or, uh, or in your pocket. Oh, I forgot. New generation don't carry money, no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I want you to think about what the plastic represents. You know, like. <laughs> You know, like the paper money is, is actually, it has an image on it, does it not? Yes. You know, and that image that's on it is of a president. And according to the definition of a God, a president is definitely a God. And don't think that your government don't know this because they have, they have a, uh, a building in Washington, D.C. that, you know, has all the gods and there's nothing but presidents up there. You know, so... You know, and it even says, cause them gods. But, you know, my point being is that, you know, there's an image of a god on the paper money. 
you know, and paper is made from what? Wood. So this is an idol of wood. Can you see that? It's an image of wood. It's an idol made of wood. You know, and then, you know, the coins. You know, we have silver and gold bullion. We have, you know, quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies. You know, these things, you know, also are have images on them. And they're made from stone because metals come out of rock, come out of stone. So what I'm trying to get you to see is that the worship of these stones, you know, and, and, this, and this wood is still around even today. You know, and they didn't have plastic back then, but if they, you know, if they did, I'm pretty certain it would say, and worship plastic too. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, <laughs> but what does Enoch say? He says, you should get no manner of help from them. You know, and they should become godless by reason of the folly of their hearts, you know, for being so foolish to even think that, you know, it can help you from Yah. You know, it can help you from, from, uh, from his wrath, you know, no, I don't care how you can have all the money in the world, you know, you have all the plastic in the world, you can, you know, nothing is going to help you from the wrath of Yah, you know, and this is why, you know, verse 9 is there, you know, um, and it says, for they shall have wrought all their work in a lie, and shall have worshipped a stone, you know, and so, you know, there's a reason I bring this out, you know, and it's even, you know, it's even because, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And it, it also reminds me of Psalms 115. You know, um, let me have my next reader read verses 4 through 8 of Psalms 115. Their idols are silver and gold, the works of man's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes they have, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses they have but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Have feet, but walk not. Neither speak they through their throat, that they may make them unto like them, so everyone that trusteth in them. All right, so these idols made from wood and stone, you know, they are the work of men's hands. You know, they, they, they may put silver over them or, or gold over them or make them from silver or gold you know but they're the work of men's hands they have mouths but they speak not ears but they see not ears but they hear not noses have they but they smell not they have hands but they handle not feet have they but they walk not neither speak they through their throat this is word you know and word is true John 17 17 sanctify them by thy word thy word is truth. Now, verse 8 says, they that make them are like unto them. You know, what do they mean, like unto them? You know, dumb. You know, have mouths but speak not, eyes but see not, ears but hear not, noses but they discern not. You know, they're just as, they're just as dumb as these idols that they're making, you know. And so is everyone that trusts in them. Uh, and I bring this up because, you know, in the last days, you know, people will again worship, you know, they, they will worship idol, That's a specific idol, you know, but I got a question. What if one of these idols could speak? What if one of these idols could see, 
could smell, could handle things um, with his hands, and could walk. You know, what then? Should you, should you adhere to it then? Absolutely not. Why? Because our truth tells us the truth of the matter. No matter what it appears to do, it's still the work of man's hands. And it still have a mouth and it's still not speaking. It still have eyes and it still don't see. It still have ears and it still hear not. It still have noses and it still smell not. It has hands and it handles not. It has feet. And, um, but it walks not, neither speak through their throat. And I don't care what it appear to do. It may appear as emphasis alive, but it's not alive. Amen? You know, and this is important to understand. You know, so, you know, Psalms 115 continues on. It says, O Israel, trust thou in Yahuwah. He is their help and their shield. That's who we want to put our trust in. We don't never want to put our trust in any idols, any images. We trust in Yahuwah. It says, O house of Aaron, trust in Yahuwah. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear Yahuwah, trust in Yahuwah. He is their help and their shield. Yahuwah have been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear Yahuwah, both small and great. Yahuwah shall increase you more and more, you and your children. We put our trust in Yahuwah and none other. Amen? Yes. You know, I don't care if the image see. I don't care if it smell. I don't care if it handle things. I don't care if it's walking or talking. You always put your trust and your fear in Yahuwah and none other. And I stress this because scripture actually teaches that there is coming a time when an image will be able to do these things. It's found in Revelation 13, 11 through 17. It says, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon. So he looked like one thing. But he speak like another thing. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. Say lie. Verse 12 goes on to say, And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth, the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he make a fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. Why is why is why does it, it, it specifically mention that? Yah is a consuming fire, but that's not why. Why do you think it mentions that specifically? Absolutely, but why? Who did that? Through who? Elijah, absolutely, because of the scripture with Elijah. This is what it came down to. This is how the people was able to discern who was Elohim. He says, you know, whichever one consumed the sacrifice, you know, is Elohim. You know, and Yah made fire come down from heaven and consume the sacrifice, right? And that's how they knew it. So he Elijah told them to destroy all the other prophets. You know, so this time they're gonna be ready. This time they're going to be ready. So if they, they put them to the test and say, okay, well, if you truly of Elohim, then cause fire to come down from heaven in the sight of men. They're going to be able to do it. 
You know, and you know, and that's that's important because verse 14 goes on to say he deceived them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. You know, so he had power to do these miracles or would be miracles, seemingly miracles in the sight of the beast. See, and there's so many people who's looking for a sign. They're looking for miracles. They're looking for wonders. And when they get them, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a problem. It continues on. It says, "Saying to them that dwell on the earth, now get this. Now this is what we came here for. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. Did you hear that? They're going to make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live." Now, I want you to think about that because that sound, that should sound, that should ring a bell too. You know, which had a wound by a sword and did live. You know, don't that sound like somebody we know? You know, now, verse 15 goes on to say, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. What? Yes. Now this image that they made with their hands. Because remember, it says that they should make an image to the beast, right? So this image that they made with their hands, he gives life to. So now this image that they made is walking, is talking, is speaking. Follow me. You know, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the Im image of the beast should be killed. So in other words, he's going to be making them to trust in that image of the beast. But we just read in, in Psalms that we shouldn't trust no one but, but Yah, Yahuwah, right? It says in verse 16, he calls them all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now let's go back to these plastic bears. You know, because I'm here to tell you, like, when you see them, and it's coming, it's coming soon. When you see them take away cash, know that this is around the corner. Because it's the only way that they can pull this one off. You know, and like, you know, I, I've been, you know, telling folks for quite a while now, like, techno technologically, some of the end-time prophecies technologically could not, would not be possible until today. Today is the first time that from a technological viewpoint, all of these things can come to pass. The stage is set, y'all. The stage is set. You know, once you go to a cashless society, they can easily implement who don't ever have the mark or whatever, and whether it be in the head or the forehand, that they will not be able to buy or sell. They'll easily be able to implement that. But never before in the history of humanity had they been in a position where they could until now. And that's what I want you to see. I want you to see how close we are to the end. Enoch 99.10 goes on to say, But in those days, blessed are 
all they who accept the words of wisdom and understand them and observe the paths of the Most High and walk in the path of His righteousness and become not godless with the godless, for they, for they shall be saved. You know, we have to stick to Yah's word no matter what. You know, we have to stick to his word, you know, and scripture aligns right with this. You know, let me have my next reader read Revelation 14, 9 through 12, because, you know, it, it, it shows us how this, what Enoch is saying is right in alignment with what Yahshua revealed to Apostle Yochanan or Apostle John. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice. If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of Elohim, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever and they have no rest they, they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whoever who's ever receiveth the mark of his name here is the patience of the saints here are they that keep the commandments of Elohim the faith of Yahuwah or excuse me the faith of Yeshua oh to you who spread evil to your neighbors, for you shall be slain in Shaul. Woe to you who make deceitful, false measures, and to them. Uh, oh, no, no, yeah. That's all right. I know it got good to you. <laughs> you know, but here it is. It says, if any man worship the beast in his image and receive the mark in his forehead, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of Elohim. If you worship this image, you will receive of the wine of the wrath of Elohim. <coughs> now, the ones who overcome will be the ones who keep the commandments of Elohim and the faith of Yeshua. You know, which is the same as what Enoch is saying, observe the paths of the Most High and walk in this path of righteousness. You know, so uh, 11 uh, goes on to say, Woe to you who spread evil to your neighbors, for you shall be slain in Sheol. Uh, verses 12 through 16, Woe to you who make deceitful and false measures, and to them who cause bitterness on the earth, for they shall thereby be utterly consumed. Woe to you who build your houses through grievous toil of others, and all their building materials are bricks and stones of sin. I tell you, ye shall have no peace. Woe to them who reject the measure and eternal heritage of their fathers, whose souls follow after idols, for they shall have no rest. Woe to them who work on righteousness and help oppression, and slay their neighbors until the day of the great judgment, for he shall cast down um, your glory and bring affliction on your hearts, and shall arouse his fierce indignation and destroy you all with the sword, and all the holy and righteous shall remember your sins. You know, so that's it for 99. We're going to get through 100 as well. Um, and it starts off with verses 1 and 2. It says, And in those days, in one place, the fathers together with their sons shall be smitten and brothers. One with another shall fall in death till the streams flow with their blood. 
For a man shall not withhold his hand from slaying his sons and his sons' sons, and the sinner shall not withhold his hand from his honored brother. From dawn till sunset, they shall be submerged to his height. Ah, that's horrible, right? You know, surely this doesn't align with our with our canon, but it absolutely does. You know, Yahshua said in uh, Matthew Yahoo 10, 34-36, something very similar. My next reader, please. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foe shall be they of his own household. Hallelujah. You know, and like this is such an important passage because so many people seem to think that Yahshua came to bring peace. You know, and so, like, when they get with Yahshua, they expect for their lives to become peaceful. That's when the trouble began. When you really begin to walk this thing out, you know, and you really accept Yahshua as your Adonai and Savior, that's when the trouble began. Everybody in your family begin to look at you like you're crazy. Then don't come walking in with no strings hanging off your clothes. You know, don't start saying, you know, you're not keeping this and not keeping that. You know, everybody look at you like you from some, you know, from some other planet or something. You know, so he says, think not that I come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man at variance against his father and a daughter against her mother. Is this not what Enoch is saying? That, you know, family is going to be against family. You know, man's foes will be there that very own household. Enoch 100... Um, Verse 3 says, and the horse shall walk up to the breast in the blood of sinners. That's a lot of blood. The horse shall walk up to the breast in the blood of sinners, and the chariot shall be submerged to its height. That's a lot of blood, is it not? You know, but our canon absolutely agrees. It says in Revelation 14, 20, it says, And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse Bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. So you see, our canon line is right with it. You know, so yes, it's going to be a lot of people dying. Enoch 100, verse 4. In those days, the angels shall descend into the secret places and gather together into one place all those who brought down sin, and the Most High will arise on that day of judgment. To execute great judgment amongst sinners. And our canon, it agrees with this as well. Let me have my next reader read Matthew Yahoo 24, 28 through 31. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. And the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of the Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a triumph, a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds 
from one end of the heaven to the other. Hallelujah. And so this is speaking of the same thing that Enoch is saying. It says in those days the angels shall descend into the secret places. You know, um, but Yahshua says, wheresoever the carcass is, he caused, he caused the angels, eagles, you know, to be gathered together. You know, and then, you know, he speaks of the stars falling from heaven, which is another um, uh, symbol of angels, you know. And we see them falling from heaven, and it says, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, you know. And even as Enoch said, you know, um, after the angels descend into the secret places and gather together in one place, all those who are brought down to sin, then the Most High will arise on that day of judgment. You know, and so Yahshua likewise says, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. You know, and so I pray you can see this uh, book of Enoch in so many ways aligns with our, with our text, you know, with our canon. Let me have my next reader read Enoch 100, um, verses 5 through 9. And, all, and over all the righteous and holy, he will appoint guardians from amongst the holy angels to guard them as the apple of an eye until he makes an end of all wickedness and all sin. And though, um, and through, no, and though the righteous sleep a long sleep, they have not to fear. And then the children of the earth shall see the wise in security and shall understand all the words of this book and recognize that their riches shall not be able to save them in the overthrow of their sins. Woe to, woe to you sinners on the day of strong anguish, ye who afflict the righteous and burn them with fire. Ye shall be requited according to your works. Woe to you, ye abstinent of heart um, who watched in order to devise wickedness. Therefore shall fear come upon you and there shall be none to help you. Woe to you ye sinners on account of the words of your mouth and on account of the deeds of your hands which your godliness has brought in blazing flame, in blazing flame burning worse than fire shall ye burn. Oh, don't want to be the wicked, right? You know, uh, it speaks of him making the end of all wickedness and sin. And it says, and, and though the righteous sleep a long sleep, they have naught to fear. You know, we, even if you die in righteousness, you have nothing to fear because God is going to raise you up. You know, and it says, and the children of the earth shall see the wise and security and shall understand all the work, words of this book. You know, so in the end, like, they're going to understand, but it's going to be too late. You know, and then they're going to recognize that the riches, you know, won't be able to save them, you know, um, you know, in the overthrow of their sins. And so he speaks of well, being woe to the sinners on that day of strong anguish, you know, and those of an obstinate heart who watch in order to devise wickedness. And those who sin on the account of the words of their mouth, you have to watch what come out of your mouth. You know, yes, you have to watch your deeds too, but you also have to watch what come out uh, of your mouth. So many people just say whatever comes to their mind. You know, they have no filter. You need to get a filter. You know, you need to watch what come out your mouth because even Yahshua says you'll be judged by every idle word that proceeded out of your mouth. 
you know, verses 10 through 13 goes on saying, Now know ye that from the angels he will inquire as to your deeds in heaven from the sun and from the moon and from the stars in reference to your sins because upon the earth he execute judgment on the righteous. You know, so nothing that you do is going to escape his knowledge. You know, he says the angels, he will require your deeds. They're writing down everything that we do. Verse 11 goes on to say, and he will summon to testify against you every cloud and mist and dew and rain, for they shall all be withheld because of you from, the, from descending upon you, and they shall be mindful of your sins. And now give presents to the rain, that it be not withheld from descending upon you, nor yet the dew when it is received, gold and silver from you, that it may descend. You know, um, and, and that's really just speaking about blessing the righteous. You know, and then it says, when the hoarfrost and the snow with their chilliness and with all the snowstorms with their plagues fall upon you in those days, ye shall not be able to stand before them. There is a judgment coming. You know, there is a judgment coming and we need to start preparing for it. You know. Uh, we got one more to go. We're going to get through 101. And Enoch 101, 1 through 3 says, Observe the heaven, ye children of heaven, and every work of the Most High, and fear ye him, and work no evil in his presence. If he closes the windows of heaven and withholds the rain and the dew from descending on the earth on your account, what will ye do then? And if he sends his anger upon you because of your, do, your deeds, ye cannot petition him. For ye spake proud and insolent words against his righteousness. Therefore, ye shall have no peace. You know, and this just reminded me of Isaiah 55, you know, um, verses 6 through 9. Let me have my next reader read Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 9. Seek ye Yahuwah while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto Yahuwah, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our Elohim, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith Yahuwah. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Hallelujah. You know, so, you know, we saw Enoch, you know, saying in verse 3, ye you know, it, it'll get to a, to a point where you cannot petition him. You know, if he send his anger upon you because of your deeds, ye cannot petition him then. You know, so for ye spake proud and insolent words against his righteousness. You know, so this is just wisdom that Yeshayahu Isaiah is telling us. Seek ye Yahuwah while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. You know, don't wait until... He's punishing you then to try to seek him. It says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto Yahuwah and he will have mercy upon him. So that's what you want to do. You know, verses 4 through 9. Uh, my next reader, please. And seeing that, and see ye not the sailors of the ships, how the ships are tossed to and fro by the waves, and are shaken by the winds, and are in sore trouble. And therefore do they fear because of 
because all their goodly possessions go upon the sea with them, or they have ill forebodings of the heart that the sea will swallow them and they will perish therein? Are not the entire sea and all of its waters and all of its movements the work of the Most High? And has he not set his limits to its doings and confined it through, uh, through by the sand, or confined it by thought by the sand? And at his reproof, it is afraid and dries up, and all the fish die, and that is in it. But ye sinners that are on the earth fear him not. Has he not made the heaven and the earth and all that is within? Who has given understanding and wisdom, wisdom to everything that moves on the earth and in the sea? Do not the sailors of the ships fear the sea? Yet sinners fear not the Most High. You know, and, and this is this is the truth, you know, and, you know, I, did, I even dare to say that many would-be believers also fear him not. You know, and, you know, when you go through scripture, you, you read about fearing him just like all over the place, mm -hmm. you know, but yet there's very few that actually fear him. You know, even, even those who who do who do rightly they're not doing it because they fear him you know some of them I should I should say some of them many of them actually aren't doing it because they fear him they're just doing it because they know it pleases him and if he's pleased then he's going to please them you follow me you know so they're doing it because they want the reward they're not doing it because they fear his wrath. You know, but you have to learn to also fear him. You know, because that is the beginning of wisdom. Because there is a judgment day coming. You know, and he is the creator. And 